0: Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 23rd chapter. Then the whole company of them arose and brought Jesus before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him, Then, arraying him in splendid clothing, they sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation
1: on God's word, we welcome Pastor John Preuss. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This was democracy at its finest. Pilate was determined to let Jesus go. Herod was determined to mock him. But the people, the people were determined to see him perish. Pilate found nothing deserving of death, and Herod didn't care. He was just playing politics. But the people would not let the shenanigans of politicians stand in their way. They would have their say. They persisted, they protested, and Pilate relented. So all authority on earth bowed to the cries of mob rule. It was the crowd that demanded the death of Jesus. The people who refused to recognize what even Pilate could dimly see. And the centurion later confessed, Jesus was a righteous man. It was the will of the people that Pilate caved to. But the purpose of government is not to give people what they want. It's not to legitimatize the desires and the notions people have of what is right and wrong. No, the purpose of government is to give people what God wants, to teach them righteousness by restraining wickedness and doing justice. Had Pilate been less accommodating to the desires and whims of the people, he might have prevented the people's greater sin, but it pleased God for sin to increase in order that his grace may abound. It pleased God for the will of the people to seemingly triumph in order that the will of the people might be seen in stark contrast to the will of God. Democracy was intended to take power that corrupts away from the high and mighty and place it into safer hands. The people are supposed to know what they need better than some distant ruler, right? But the high hopes... In democracy, don't take into consideration that the fickleness of rulers is nothing more than the fickleness of man. The source of corruption, when justice is miscarried, isn't the concentration of power in itself, it's the existence of power in the hands of sinners. No system of government can save mankind from the violent volatility of man. Do not put your trust in princes, the psalm tells us, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. The reason we can't put our trust in princes is not because those who rule us are more evil than we are, it's because they're the same. In the death of Jesus we see the will of human flesh. We see the hatred of God and his righteousness expressed by popular and unanimous vote. We see the end of our own desires. We do, that is, if we know why Jesus really died and to whom he was truly submitting. He wasn't caving to the voice of the crowd. He was obeying the command of his Father to suffer for the sin of all humanity. So we see in the crowd's demands our own lusts. We see our own unkind thoughts and are joining in with gossip, joining with the cruelty of the crowd. We see our impatience with God and resentment for the things we suffer. We see the sin in our own hearts given loud expression in the cries for Jesus to be crucified. We do, because we see man getting what he wants. But God does not give us a democracy. He gives us a king, and God gets what he wants. He gives us him who rules us according to his will alone by willingly bearing as his own the wrath of God against all our sinful desires. God doesn't cave to the will of the people. As Jesus assures us, no one takes his life, he gives it freely. He does the will of God. He receives all authority in heaven and on earth by accomplishing for you what God wants for you. And we see in his word of pardon to you all authority, all power concentrated In one man, our gracious Lord and King, the God-man Jesus Christ. We see in the death of Jesus the culmination of all human desire, as we see all sin pointed at him and borne by him. But so much more, we see in the death of Jesus the culmination of God's desire for you. We see what we truly need. We see what we want. He gives us new desires by forgiving us our sin and giving us eternal life with Him. Amen.